This is the Education Business Podcast for consultants and business owners providing services in schools. I'm Claire Riley, and I'll be sharing how to start, grow, and scale your education business. So we've got a guest today on the Education Business Podcast, um, a special guest, and it's a guest who is going to be coming onto the podcast every month from now on um, with a with a tech perspective. And that special guest is Ed. Welcome, Ed, to the Education Business Podcast. Hello, thank you. It's been <laughs> that just sounded really weird. Um just just in case you're wondering how this is working, um, we contemplated sitting in the same room, but that was gonna be more difficult from like an editing perspective. So I'm in one room of the house and Ed's in a room just above me and we're in separate rooms and we're actually recording it over the internet. So it's quite amusing, really. Um, but we do what we need to do to be able to serve you. So Ed is going to be with us once a month. And the thing is, we know that Ed has all this tech knowledge. And, you know, when we get asked a lot of questions, then that is often about the tech side of things. And, and that's often an area where... Um, you guys really like want to know more. And we've definitely seen that with the two-to-all mentoring that we've been doing recently. It's been absolutely amazing. We've loved it so much. And um, there are definitely a lot of technical questions. So one of the things that um, is asked is about CRMs. So are you happy to chat with us today, Ed, about CRMs? I certainly am. I've got lots to say about CRMs. Yeah, yeah I know. I live with you. <laughs> <coughs> Oh dear. Um, so, what is the most common question you get asked about CRMs? So, I would say the most common question is, "What CRM should I use, or what CRM do you recommend?" Um, and for me, it's really not about that. So, if you, I'm sure you've all seen somebody ask for recommendations for a CRM on social media, and often people jump in there with their preference and their recommendation, which is all well and good because that works for them in their business. But for me, I want to focus more on the what is right for your business element of it because everyone has different requirements. Everyone's business is unique and there are multiple sizes and scales and features of CRM systems on the market and not it's not a one-size-fits-all. And tell us a bit about your background, because obviously I know, because I live with you. Um, but, you know what, that that is not uncommon, really, for the background that you've had. You know, what's brought you to, to that place of knowing, actually, it's more about the right fit for the, the specific business? Yeah, so um, prior to working for, or working on Classroom Secrets. Um, yes, we work on the business end, the business don't now. we? Um, I spent 13 years or so working for a large not-for-profit organisation. Um, I had various roles in that business, but the latest role I held before I left um, was a solutions architect position, which my job really was to take business requirements and find technical solutions that met those requirements um, and provided value for money, essentially, um, through to sort of delivering of those um solutions for the end user um so that's i think probably why i come at these things from a what are your requirements perspective because that's where you start 
Yeah, and I think your mind works like that as well. Um, we obviously have been working on Classroom Secrets for the last 10 years, and often I'll come to you with an idea, won't I? And and often I'll have I won't have fixed ideas necessarily on how it needs to work because I know that you're the expert in that, but you're also really good at asking the right questions to make sure that we get down to what we really need to be getting at. And I suppose when I think about some of the latest things that I want to do as well, it's about finding out like what can we live with and what's a deal breaker whether like a particular software or application has that capability or not. So maybe that's something to think about as well. Like what can, what's a real deal breaker and what can you live with if it doesn't do a certain thing? Yeah, definitely. Because all right, in an ideal world, you would have something built absolutely bespoke to your requirements. We don't live in an ideal world because that would cost thousands and thousands. And so it's, you, you will have to make some um, trade-offs um, with some things but it's about getting the you know the, the the best fit you can meeting as many of your requirements as possible for from a cost perspective uh, a, a good rate um, without having to spend absolute loads to make something absolutely bespoke because the other thing to think about there is that your business requirements will change as you grow as you scale um, you know as things change as technology changes as well so you don't want to invest absolutely thousands of pounds in something completely bespoke that three months down the line doesn't fit your requirements anymore. Yeah. So you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, oh, man, this is one of the things I need to do. I need to CRM. I've asked in a group and people have suggested these different things and I still don't know which the best one is because I want somebody to just tell me. Um, And you say, no, we can't just tell you. You have to be able to figure that out for yourself. So what should listeners consider then when they are choosing a crm lots of things but i think you know you've got to start with kind of what's the current situation at the moment so things like what data do you currently hold so every business out there will hold data in different ways about their customers about their prospective leads etc or even their target customers in some cases so what what data do you currently hold on spreadsheets in email systems in you know, wherever you might hold them in various different systems. Um, so that would be one place to start um, and literally probably just write a list to start with um, so you really properly understand. Take some time to think about that. When you say data, mm-hmm. can you give us like maybe three examples of, of what data really is? Yeah, so if somebody so say you've got a contact form on your website, which you should have if you haven't, <laughs> That's something else to think about. But you've got a contact from your website. You're probably collecting name, email address, telephone number um, at the, the minimum, probably. And if there's, you know, might be other information that's bespoke to your service that you need to assist that person. But that's there's some information there that you know is get gets collected. It's probably held in your website somewhere and also passed somewhere, such as your email inbox, um, or if you have a ticketing system or something like that. So you kind of tra- transition that data in there. So there's some data you hold on your customer. Uh, if they maybe have signed up for a subscription on your website, again, you're going to collect probably payment subscription information. Um, so there's other data there you've got to think about and so on as, as throughout your customer journey. You're touch, touching points with them along the way. Mm. And then um, what, 
I suppose, what about an example of data that is being collected that maybe somebody needs to be aware of, but they're not necessarily um, realising that... Because we need to be aware, don't we, of all the data that we are collecting. Um, but sometimes we don't think about some of the data that we actually do collect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So some of the systems and tools that you use, maybe on your website or wherever you're collecting that data, might be tracking things like the customer's IP address. Um, so you have to be aware that you might be might be collecting that along the way. It might not be something that you use or is immediately visible to you, but it could be there. And that's all about, I know, the whole general data protection issue is another topic entirely, but that's all about understanding, like Claire says, what, what data you hold and why you're collecting that and do you need to collect it? Okay. So we've got data, thinking about the data you currently hold. So what other things should our listeners consider then when choosing a CRM? I think the next step would be thinking about what processes you've got in your business currently. You know, so that could be your sales process, for example, or what's your, uh, you know, when you're acquiring a new lead, they, maybe they fill some information in. What do you then do with that in, that, that information to progress that lead? You know, are you putting it on a spreadsheet and giving them a call back and tracking it on there? Are you just communicating to them via email, etc.? even bringing them up and having a, a verbal conversation with them. But what, what are your processes? Because a lot of these processes, you would want your CRM to support you along the way. Um, and that could be through automating some of those steps or just centrally recording correspondence with that, that individual customer um, or reminding you to give that customer a call after 30 days or whatever your process is, these systems should be there to support you and underpin that. But, you know, one key one for me is being really, really clear on your specifically your sales pipeline. So, you know, what are the stages that you go through from recruiting a customer through to closing that deal and making sure that your CRM system is really supporting that? Um, and that's where these systems are, are really, really good is because you can, yes, you can automate things. Yes, you can follow processes through. But it's the, the tracking of those is super important as well. So you can see what hot deals you've got, what deals are overdue, and all these different things. And you can see, it, and, and often they'll visualize these things in um, dashboards for you. These systems are pretty good at that kind of stuff. So you, you could be really clear where you're focusing your time. So that's, that's another important one. Um, the other ones I would say are things like having a bit of a plan around how you want to scale your business. And for me, the reason this is important is because when you're choosing that CRM, you've got to be thinking about cost. And some of these... Just a question, Sorry. just on that. Do you think you need to... So you've said, you know, have a plan of how you wish to scale your business. Mm -hmm. Do you think you need a CRM if you don't plan on scaling your business? Is that the reason to have a CRM? No, so for me, the, the main reason for having a CRM is to having that central view of your customer. If you think about that, the CRM being the centre, other other applications, other routes of entry of data surrounding that CRM system, pushing information into it, and you being able to manage that customer through that that single view of the customer is where the real power is. So you can you can see a history of the customer, you can see what interactions we've had you've had with them and then you can do things proactively on that basis 
So maybe you've got a, a customer you've not spoken to for three months. So you might want to just ping them a nice email automatically without having to worry about it and, you know, just to check in with them and things like that. Or you might want you to get, get to schedule you a call so you can give them a call and have a chat with them just to keep them warm. Um, so that's it's not just about scale. Um, having that in place is important in the scaling process. Um, and and just just circling back to the point, the other point around the, the being clear on where, where you're going with your business is some of these, uh, the price models for these CRM systems will vary. Um, so there are often limits to the number of uh, records you can have, the number of users you can have, so on and so forth, before it, the, the costs start to ratchet up. So it's, you know, what you don't want to do is think, oh, this is a really great CRM system. It's, it's really cheap. It meets my needs now. And then suddenly, when your number of customers increases, it's going to cost you thousands of pounds more a month. So you want to kind of be ahead of that. Um, and some of this will depend, and some of this will come into your choices. If you if you you are a business that has thousands of customers that are buying a subscription from you, that you you know they just keep buying and buying and buying. You don't need to go and deliver a service every time somebody buys from you. You can have more customers, more records. If you are a, a consultant who is having to physically go out and deliver a service, then your number of customers is going to be smaller. So that you have different requirements from the CRM from that perspective. The other things to think about are other applications. So I talked about CRM being the center of it and you'll have other applications around it because CRM won't do everything in your business. It can do a lot, but what you need to do is think about other systems around that and how they um, are used as part of your customer journey, as part of your sales pipeline or whatever um, process it is and how they are um, holding data and can they push data to CRM and vice versa because what you want to do is try and get the integrations in place so that you know you can look at a customer in your CRM and you can see what emails they've sent you via your ticketing system for example or even how many times they've visited your website and so on and so forth um, so it's important to think about the other systems that you also use it to make, make sure that they kind of interact correctly with your CRM and I think my final point is the other powerful thing about a CRM system is that data is is so valuable, right? Data in any business has, has huge value because that data can be used to visualize trends to help you make those uh, informed decisions to where to take your business next or spot problems in your business. You know, so often they come with built-in reporting tools that will allow you to really sort of visualize your customer base so you can see how many new customers you had last month versus this month or last year versus this year and so on and so forth or what the revenue of those customers are because if you get everything right and you tie everything together, it's a super powerful place to to really see what's going on in your business. Wow, so, so much to think about. Thank you. Um, so if somebody's listening, they're thinking, gosh, <laughs> this is a lot to try and unpack here. Um you know, where where can people find out, you know, find more support with choosing the right CRM for them? Because, I mean, we know from experience that we is very, a very bespoke thing. And, and like I said, you don't recommend that people just, you know, use the free one or the one that somebody else says is good for them. Or e- e- even if they're in the same line of work, where can, 
What should people do? Well, a few options there. Um, we have um, a, a relatively new service is the two-to-one voice mentoring service um, uh, by the Education Business Club, uh, which effectively is your way of kind of getting access to me and Claire and our wealth of information and experience to help you support you in your business. So, you know, you could ask, you could come and join that subscription and ask me all sorts of questions about CRM and I'll be able to help you along that journey. Likewise. Just to say, just to say with that one, like that is not live yet either, is it? No, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. And it's also a great place to ask Ed questions, but it's not a service to choose your CRM. No, it's not. Um, but it's, it's a good way to kind of start that process, I suppose. The other thing that's coming soon is you will be able to have me as a consultant um, and I will be, be able to come and not only help you in choosing that CRM system, but help you and support you with implementation as well. Um, so again, that's coming soon. We're, we're working on what that's, that's going to look like um, as, as well. So look out for that. There'll be more information coming. Um, and obviously we've got the Facebook group, which hopefully you're all members of if you're not get joining because that's it's a, called go on, it's called it's called education businesses on facebook yeah and that's a great place just to drop in and ask questions and you'll you know obviously we'll, we'll respond in there um but it's also a great place to share your experience with others in the group as well yeah and i suppose some of the things as well you know the points that ed's made about what to consider when choosing a crm they're things that you can talk about in the Facebook group and um, might just be able to shed some more light on your specific circumstances as well. Um, one thing I thought that we didn't say actually, you know, what a CRM actually is, <laughs> probably shouldn't, probably should have put that at the beginning. But I just wonder for anyone who's listened to the whole thing and still thinking, what on earth are they talking about? Um, I've come from teaching and <laughs> this is a new term. What is it? <laughs> So it stands for customer relationship management. So essentially it's a, a database of your customers where you can kind of hold lots of information and visualize that information and then do a lot of the things that we've just covered <laughs> with that information. Um, so yeah, essentially that's how I'd probably describe a customer relationship management tool or CRM. So basically if your CRM right now is an Excel spreadsheet, or an email inbox, then you need a CRM. <laughs> you, need, yeah. you need to I mean, get something. Yeah, one could argue an Excel spreadsheet could be a technically a CRM system, but it's on the very simple end of that scale, and there are much better ways of doing it and plenty of other tools to support you with that. Cool. Well, thank you for joining me for the first um, sort of guest episode that we've done together. Um I feel like we've both been a little bit nervous, to be honest, uh, just getting it out there. Anyway, we've done one now, so the others that we do, um, I'm sure will be more smooth. But do you know what? We'd love feedback. Like, is this um, has this been helpful? How have you found it? Are there any specific topics that you'd love Ed to cover? Uh, we've got a few in mind. But, um, you know, if Ed's going to come and guest as a monthly slot on a technical aspect of uh, business, particularly in education, then what would you like us to talk about? Because, um, yeah, I mean, we talk about all this. In fact, no, we don't talk about this stuff on an evening, do we? Because I switch <laughs> off. But I'm staying away. I'm staying away from this right it. now. <laughs> yeah, you talk about it, and I gaze off into space, thinking about some big thing we're going to do in the future. Um, 
but yeah, thanks so much for listening. It's been so weird for us this, but um, hopefully it's helpful. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Education Business Podcast. To get more information to grow your business, sign up at educationbusinessclub.co.uk.